Hello there, good friend. It's quiet talk time. This is Dan Jones. I think caller ID is one of the greatest inventions of modern times. When it first came out, I knew some people that they thought it was a plot to spy on everybody. Of course, those people finally figured out that if you wear your tinfoil hat when making a call, you're safe. When I was young, a friend and I had great fun making prank phone calls. They were never harmful, just stupid and annoying. Of course, caller ID has put an end to the prank phone call industry. So sad. Of course, the reason I love caller ID is that I don't have to listen to telemarketers. I can tempt fate and live dangerously by letting the factory warranty on my car expire without doing a thing about it. I've always enjoyed dancing on the edge of the cliff. Anyway, you can do more than avoid telemarketers with caller ID. You can avoid hearing from people who perhaps used to be your friends. Is there anyone you were once in touch with and they won't take your calls anymore? That's very sad, isn't it? I have a friend who calls on me quite often. I'm always glad to hear from him, although he's told me that there are some people who won't answer his calls anymore. Now, he's not an annoying or obnoxious person. He's actually quite enjoyable to listen to. Frankly, I can't understand why some people just won't pick up anymore when he reaches out to them. You've probably figured out that last little paragraph. After all, you know me and You've most likely listened to my talks before, and you're familiar with my attempts to be clever. If you've grown up hearing the Bible preached like I have, you've probably heard about the calling of God. Maybe in your mind, this is about people who feel led by God to become full-time ministers. I was called to preach when I was in my early 20s. But the fact is, the call of God is a lot broader than that. He is calling everybody. Maybe he isn't calling you to dedicate your life to being a preacher who stands up in church every week and leads the meeting, but he is still calling you. Are you picking up? I'm guessing there's a significant class of people nowadays who also have reason to be thankful for caller ID. I'm talking about young girls, young ladies being pursued by young men in whom they're not interested. When I was young, if a girl was getting a lot of unwelcome phone calls from a certain boy, she would just stop answering the phone. She would let her mom tell the guy, I'm sorry, Susie can't come to the phone right now. now you don't need to ask how I know this, by the way. Which brings up the main thought I have about God's call. As I said before, many people think of God's call just relating to calling someone to the ministry. In other words, God's call is like an employment agency. He's looking for people to do a certain job for him. But the call of God that's going out to everyone is not about God looking for help. The fact is, God is more like that young man calling a young lady who doesn't want to talk to him. God is calling from a heart of love. He's calling us to be with him, to walk with him, live with him, know him, love him.
Perhaps there's been a time in your life when you've tried to reach out to someone you cared about. This doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. It could be a son or daughter or other relative or just somebody who used to be your close friend. It hurts when they don't respond to your loving calls. That very idea is expressed more than once in the Old Testament prophets. God often referred to himself as Israel's husband, but they turned away from him and were unfaithful. He said through Isaiah, When I called, you did not answer. When I spoke, you did not listen. For many years, God entreated them in love. His heart broke when his people rejected him. The judgment that fell on Israel because of their rebellion gave God no pleasure. In Isaiah 65, God says, To a nation that did not call on my name, I said, Here am I, here am I. All day long I have held out my hands to an obstinate people. As a pastor, I've listened many times to individuals who feel that God has forsaken them. They are perhaps going through very difficult life situations and they don't understand why. They've asked God to fix things for them, but nothing changes. So they conclude that God is far away, not interested in their broken lives. But the fact is, God is always calling us. He calls us through our pain and disappointment. He wants us to know that, in fact, He is very near to us, especially when we're hurting. His great loving heart feels what we feel. In my own life, I can testify that the presence of Jesus has been the sweetest to me when I was suffering. It wasn't usually physical suffering, although I've experienced some of that, but when I've called to God in my pain, he's always been there. We have a tendency when things are going good to become lax spiritually. <clears throat> we don't feel we need God so much when the sun is shining bright, but then trouble comes and we turn to God for help. Of course, as I just said, he's always there, but he was also there when things were good. Do you think God wonders why our hearts turn away when we're enjoying many blessings? Should we not daily express our thanks to God for all we have? God is calling through the blessings, and he's calling through the pain. He is not a God who cannot understand our pain. God's Son came into our broken world. He took on himself human flesh with all its weakness and vulnerability. He knows pain. The book of Hebrews in the New Testament teaches us that Jesus is our high priest. In chapter 4 we read, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help 
in time of need. The God who is calling to you in your pain has himself experienced pain. He has experienced the pain of being rejected by those on whom he has showered his love and his benefits. He knows hurt. And in Christ, God experienced the pain of crucifixion. While God doesn't experience physical pain, Jesus sure did. And Paul tells us that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. Redemption was not something that the Father sent Jesus off to accomplish on his own. God was in Jesus as Jesus carried out the divine work of salvation. In reality, the physical pain that Jesus suffered was not the worst part of it. The greatest pain of Calvary was the pain of rejected love. And it was not just the man Jesus who felt this. In rejecting Christ, we rejected the God who made us. One of the most poignant images in the Bible comes at the end of the messages to the seven churches in Revelation chapters 2 and 3, the seven churches in Asia Minor. You probably know this verse. Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. Is there a sadder picture imaginable than Jesus, who shed his blood to redeem the church, standing outside the door and knocking, seeking to gain admittance? Precious friend, answer his call today. Let Jesus in. He longs to fellowship with you. Lord Jesus, I pray that all who hear this message today will also hear the call of Jesus to them, that they will answer you, that they will welcome you into their hearts, into their lives, even in their pain and suffering. Lord, they will hear the call of God, the loving call of Jesus, who calls us to his own heart, to himself, that they will respond to you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Dear friend, continue to pray for us at the Bread of Life Anglican Church. We meet Sundays at 10 a.m. The American Legion Hall in Schenectady at 1809 Union Street. All in the area who don't have a church home are welcome to be with us. And as always, you can reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. God bless you.